Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare, G.I. Joe And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe, Cold Slither Extravaganza. Are there other Cold Slither Extravaganzas out there? The fact that you, that's how you introduced it without first telling them what the name of the episode that we're doing is Cold Slither. Well, I would figure that if they downloaded it, then they would know it because that was the name of the episode. I feel Nobody like you vastly overestimate. Our, I'm our overestimating audience. our audience. Yeah. You know what? I think I underestimate our audience because they're great. They're great people who do great things. In any case, I am Race Decanus. I'm Robert Chan, <laughs> I'm and G- I, I'm not paying attention to any of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm Gina Valido. Chan's eating shrimp chips. That's why he's not paying attention. The worst. Uh, so we're talking about an episode. This is maybe one of the most iconic episodes of G.I. Joe of all time. Cold Slither. What? That's a bold statement. I mean, there's a handful of episodes that people always bring up. Yeah. you got The Viper is Coming. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, 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 The Red Rocket. Burger joint <laughs> oh, episode. Uh-huh. You got Cold Slither. Uh-huh. These are three iconic episodes, and you also have a Rise Serpentor Rise next season, which we'll get to soon. Yeah. Wait, Almost is there. this? Uh, is this? So we watched a a, a real life video parody video where the Dreadnoks are are singing a song. That is correct. Yes, the one from uh, Funny they, or Die. Yeah, do they get called Cold Slither in the in the credits? Oh my gosh, I bet they do. Like, does it say like a video by Cold Slither? Oh, you know what? I honestly don't remember, but mm-hmm. now after we record, we'll find that out for the Know Your Joe. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so who wrote this episode? Michael Charles Hill. Michael Charles Hill. Now that name feels, I feel like he's written other episodes that we've done before. No? I don't know. I've never seen him. Uh, he, was a, he was a co-producer. So um, mm-hmm. I think he was like a, sort of overseeing a lot of them, probably okay. did a lot of the writing. Uh, he's only credited on three episodes. The other two of them, yeah, Ninja Holiday, Ninja Holiday, oh, yeah, and Into Your Tent, I Will Silently Creep, creep. yes, which sounds so rapey. Oh, yes, so rapey. I think that might be the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. I could be mistaken. He's okay. apparently a, a, a Transformers guy. 
Oh, Query's also a Transformers guy. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes up when you Google him. Well, a lot of these guys did, you know, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was listed as a uh, co-producer on G.I. Joe and an associate producer on Transformers. Very cool. Guy got paid. Fun (laughs) fact, Michael Charles Hill, also the name of a sex offender in Dallas, Texas, apparently. Oh, wow. He's on the sex offender registry. Wow, that is... In Texas. You didn't need to do that. Wow, Gina. I think all of us. We don't know why. It could have been. Well, no, it's probably. Were you going to say all of us are probably on a sex offender registry somewhere? <laughs> it was not, but. Um, well, I, I don't be. think that's an incorrect statement, though, to be fair. G.I. <laughs> Joe is like raiding. Now, Cobra's doing this uh, uh, by, by midnight operation, which, near as I could tell, is we're just going to take all the valuables we have, and instead of storing them in extensive enterprises, which would be the logical place to put that, instead they find a cave in the middle of the desert yep. to store their Mona Lisa, among other gems and gold. And, yeah. they, and they do it with giant vans with cobra symbols on the mm-hmm. side. Also, right off the bat, first note, uh, cover girl. Uh, I have it here. Oh, crap. It's Ooh, a cover girl episode. Yeah. That's yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, I mean, the thing is, like, this is actually like an all three women episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like um, yeah, you know, it's like, just that they start her, start off with her right off the bat, and she has yeah. lines and stuff to do, and mm-hmm. her and Ace have a rapport going on, mm-hmm. and he doesn't hit on her like he did Lady J. Cover girl, if you blow in my ear, you'll do anything. No, no, he's <laughs> nope. not into it. Hey, you, you got this? Cool. I'm going back home. Actually, yeah. cover girl, I'm going to leave you in the desert. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the sad thing, of course, is that um, as awful as you think their financial strategy of storing their gold in a hole in the desert yes is um i mean it's not investing good. in the stock market is so much worse for them uh, this was correct. a very adult episode i will say it was an it was an episode where it was like oh people are filing for unemployment oh you you're broke because you made a series of bad decisions it well, the was the term fiscal year is used yeah it's a very adult episode well, this is what Cobra's run by adults, in theory, except for Cobra Commander. Who's yeah. A, I want to know what Cobra Commander does with that Mona Lisa. Like, did he just steal it to be like, ooh, I love it so much. I want to appreciate it. He rubbed his balls art. on it. Oh, 100% <laughs> rubbed his balls on it. That I would. I mean, so Major Blood runs from the battle. Firefly's there and escapes. Uh-huh. And uh, we, he, we, it's all in a... Ca- Aaron boy, he calls him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at which point we find out, yeah, the, fiscally speaking, Cobra is broke. All of their money, apparently, was in that one cave. Yeah. Diversify your assets, people. Mm-hmm. And then, and then all of the all of his his red shirts go apply for unemployment in costume. Which, by the way, I was just in an unemployment seminar yesterday. It was horrible. So I feel for these. <laughs> I feel for these guys. Did you learn anything useful uh, in your? Because your job is television writer. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that like people, a lot of people are really stupid and can't simple f- follow simple instructions, which made me, that is a fact. It made me really sad when I was there. Basically, <laughs> like I was sad because I was like, oh, everyone is like pretty stupid, and then I felt sad because I felt like, oh, don't feel like you're better than these people. That's a bad way to start thinking. That's how you <laughs> get to be like, you know. One Go ahead, those, Gina. Go one, ahead, of those, one, of those, one of those white dudes. Thank you. That's how you get to be Ray. You can just say it out loud. I know where that sentence is going. I don't need... You don't need to stop from my account. But I also feel like Nick, uh, like uh, Cobra Commander is the Nicolas Cage of terrorism in this. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because Nicolas Cage, like famously, he makes so many movies, but he... he he can't control his spending. Correct. So he has to keep applying, like he has to keep declaring bankruptcy. And it's like, oh, I bought all these like rare Superman comics and, and I bought like everything of Elvis's and I bought this. 
And I bought like that. And then he's like, oh, I'm broke. I got to make 80 more movies. And then he's broke Crap. again. Now I got to make Ghost Rider. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Cobra Commander is it, like he has spending problems. I get that. Well, we've seen we've seen evidence of that. Like, I can't believe it's taken him 51 episodes to finally blow through all his money. Yeah. Like, those pyramid schemes are no joke. Like, he's got branded temples on every continent, seemingly in every city <laughs> in the world. He's got an undercover, like, Crimson Guard force. I know they work for uh-huh, extensive enterprises, uh-huh. but they work Cobra symbols. Uh, he only has to come up with two hundred million dollars, and I don't not know bad. how inflation works. Yeah, just to do just to finish his payroll, and and, and pe- that's not that much money, all things considered. Really, I mean, yeah. even in the eighties, it was probably it was still a hefty amount of money. But. This is what I don't understand. Like one of those Cobra bases, surely. Like I'm sorry, but if a two bedroom house in L.A. is five million dollars, <laughs> how much is an entire Cobra base Ray, worth? Ray. Location, location, location. Yeah, he doesn't have middle. a Los Angeles base. You want to find something in Larchmont? That's going <laughs> to set you back, you know, like uh, one point two million for just a just a nice two bedroom bungalow. When you're in the middle of the fucking Amazon rainforest, okay, it's cheap. Yeah, it doesn't cheap matter how footage. many bathrooms yeah. you have. That shit is going to be cheap. Do you have a point, Gina? I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, there, I right? just said yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I'm into it. Uh, anytime also, I want to say yeah after anything I say, I'm into it. Just for the record, 48 hours is a real short amount of time to come up with 200 million dollars. Yeah, uh, he. Ob- this is obviously not in California, where you know it, it's hard to get anybody out for anything. You uh-huh. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying, 48 hours is not a big long time period. No, but again, 200 million dollars for a pyramid scheming. They have assets. They have assets. Uh-huh. Well, that's, I mean, we see uh, coming up pretty soon what happens to those assets. As you can tell, all the Cobra soldiers clearly mercenaries because, you know, they mm-hmm. must not have been paying them for a while for them to all end up on unemployment. Like, they must have no, been. No, no, that's the thing is as soon as you get, uh, even if you know that it's coming, definitely go look into unemployment. Yeah. That's a good you got to get on mm-hmm. it right, right mm-hmm. away because it's going to take a while. To... Do it en masse in your terrorist outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like if Al Qaeda went broke and suddenly we have all of these like people wearing the black turbans, you know, that from all the videos from the Al Qaeda things, mm-hmm. just showing up in New York City unemployment. Maximum they can get is four fifty a week. <laughs> that's a uh, it's a harsh reality of this world, Gene. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Now, to be fair though, four fifty a week kind of sounds pretty good though. <laughs> right that, is, that, is that what you get for being not having a job? Yeah, I've been doing it wrong. The, well, depending <laughs> on how much you were making before, but it's the maximum you can make. Wow, you will be making less, Ray. Oh, guys, I have no marketable skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then Man, we find if out. Any of us had any marketable skills, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. It's true. Uh, I think of all the three of us, Gina has the most marketable skills. Yay! Though. I win. It I has win. to do with how many weird foods I can eat. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Uh, also, how good she is at doing escape rooms, <laughs> which, as of you hearing this, we will have just done one. Ooh, hopefully we're not still in there. For all <laughs> Guys, this is a cry for help. If you if you don't get a new episode next week, we're still in the escape room. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's how they work. Isn't that how cries for help work? No? Okay, so G.I. Joe's watching football, and it's an extended football sequence. Yeah. That goes on for seemingly forever. Yeah, based on how... Much things got crammed right at the end there. They really could have cut this in half. Uh-huh. Cut it down to intercepted, and mm-hmm. now Cobra takes yeah, over. We get that they're watching football. We don't need the entire drive leading up to the big interception to set the drama. No. I'll just put it out there. Cobra comes over, and he's got a weird message being like, uh, 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 hey, I got all these cardboard cutout guys behind me. We're Cobra. We're awesome. Uh, we're not broke. Ha ha. Yeah. That's basically it. Like, he really has no message. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you've got a machine that can interrupt broadcast uh, yeah. network signals 
and you know, uh, get into every home in America, you're going to use it. Yeah, and clearly, gonna. it's to like reassure people who are buying stock in Cobra. Buying stock in Cobra. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't think that England a couple days ago wanted to just send a message out to the world, being like, "Hey, we're doing great. Keep keep buying stuff. <laughs> keep yeah, keep doing the thing you're doing. Everything's cool." I don't know. It just seems. Are weird you saying to me. that this episode? Is the J.I. Joe version of a co-Brexit? Yes, yes. Brexit. Oh, I like that. Hashtag it. Hashtag co-Brexit. Co-Brexit. Maybe it is. Maybe this is all. It's all coming. I. I, To me, if your pilot, if you're on a plane and the pilot comes on to quote from the Monty Python John Cleese sketch, and the pilot comes on and says, "Guys, nothing to be alarmed of. The wings are not on fire." Immediately, my first thought is, oh, shit, the wings are on fire. Yeah. If Cobra broadcasts just to be like, everything's cool, my first thought is immediately, oh, something isn't cool. If I didn't know anything, now I do. Is what I'm saying. Because if everything was cool, you wouldn't need to tell me everything was cool. Uh-huh. Cobra Commander doesn't have the most nuanced understanding of deception fair necessarily. Fair enough. Well, uh, so G.I. Joe's like, let's get to the base. We know where this Cobra base is. They show up there, and the Crimson Twins have an auction going on. Yes. With, with Fidel Castro. With Fidel Castro there. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like no. him. I think that was intentional. Yeah. I'll yeah. put it out there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're just like, Tomax, Zamot, what's Extensive Enterprises doing Yeah. Right. And, and then Tomax and Zamot are like, are you guys stupid? Do you, you not remember yeah. when we fought you many times? Also, they literally say, we're looking to recoup our investment. The money that we gave to a terrorist organization, <laughs> we are trying to get our money back from that. Yeah. Also, they could easily be like, oh, didn't just like one or two episodes ago you try and recruit Dusty for Cobra? Don't worry about that. <laughs> they literally did. And, you know, I don't know if Dusty is part of this team, but uh, <laughs> it is yeah. in the desert. Yeah, yeah, no. In Reagan's America, you can't touch a CEO. <laughs> oh, that is it's a fact. Not. Much and less twin CEOs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, forget yeah. it. It's like, Ooh. Joes, don't you feel bad for us? Our Cobra investment isn't paying off <laughs> because of you. Ugh. Um, cool. So Cobra Commander and Firefly are now in a slum. Wearing one of the weirdest disguises since the Pyramid of Darkness final episode, uh-huh. where he was playing a bag lady. Mm-hmm. They just, they're wearing brown trench coats and fedoras with their masks still on mm-hmm. because that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget the aviator sunglasses, the mirrored oh, aviator me. sunglasses. Without the aviator sunglasses. In the middle of the night. To, because, you know, you want to make sure you reflect, despite the fact he's wearing the mask, yeah. that also <laughs> reflects. Yep. Stinkies Billiards Emporium. Stinkies, right? It was Let's definitely talk about stinkies. stinkies. Uh, and also at the uh, at the end, as they they're escaping, uh, it says something else. Yeah, it's Stinkies. Yeah, Stinkies. Yeah. Well, no mistakes happen. So I think it was one of those signs that just oh, no, no. changes. No, no, that is literally no. It's a different sign. So it's it's okay. actually a joke that this place is so terrible oh, that they can't even spell their own name. Got you know it. what? I'm going to go with that theory. Yeah. I'm going to go with that theory 100%. It's just dudes in stinkies. Like, there's no chicks in this bar. Well, it's a slum. It's Cobra, no wonder Cobra Commander doesn't want to hang out there. Gina, yeah. are you telling me that you would go to a place... Listen. ...invited or just walking in <laughs> looking for a drink to a place called Stinky's Billiards Emporium? I absolutely would, because it sounds hilarious. Uh, and, again... 
uh, super rapey. For the record, this yeah. place does probably exist in Hollywood if we really wanted to go I find bet it. If we, right. I bet if we Googled <laughs> a place called Stinkies, there would be a place called Stinkies. Okay. Yeah. Well, while you're Googling that, Chan, is there a, sound, a couple of sound pulls here? Oh, because for the we'll, brain-damaged little person? Before we get to the brain-damaged little person, <laughs> and I definitely want to talk about that guy. Are we going to talk about uh, Cobra Commander's grammar not seeing? Well, that's also fantastic. That's I just, my favorite I, What I really enjoyed... That endeared me to him no end. <laughs> endeared him yeah. to me no end. It was so. more so just the sounds, the the, uh, the the looping that happens as they walk in and all the crowd work that's happening and some of the conversations happening are fairly normal for being a a, a biker bar uh, in a slum. I just like the guy right there who told says, you told you I don't want any trouble. I would think if you're at Stinky's in the slum, that's the only thing you're hoping for. Gina, were you looking for trouble? Uh, yes. Okay. I well, have, in that case, even then, Gina's looking for trouble. I, ha- I have some results, by the way. Okay. If you type in Stinky's Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I picked the wrong I'm, minute to take a drink. Honestly, <laughs> I can't imagine that you haven't typed that in, and it's somewhere in your search history. Guys, for the record, before Gina, before you say anything, we are going. <laughs> to wherever it is. We're going so, to wherever this place is. So there are a lot of articles that come up about how to get your stinky tofu fix for great joints in Los Angeles. That's not cool. But mm-hmm. if you scroll down enough, Stinky's Bar and Cigar Lounge, <laughs> We're Los in! Angeles, California, restaurant slash bar. We're in. Where is it? Because uh, we are 100% going. <laughs> Right now. Oh, Cancel the show. It's making me do a security check to get into here. Oh, man. Because you know why? They wanted to make sure you're not looking for trouble. <laughs> Guys, we're going to Stinky's. That's, that is, I'm, 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 I'm uh, pulling what tiny amount of weight I have on the show yep. <laughs> to demand we go to Stinky's. Hang on. I'm almost in. I'm almost in the Matrix. Oh, my goodness. Stinky's Bar and Cigar Lounge is on Facebook. It's a restaurant. I will be, I will be fr- liking it immediately. Uh, uh, it's, let's see here. It doesn't have a street address. I don't know how legit this place is. Are you looking it up too? Of course I am. I can't, there is just a a dot in a map. Uh, also in uh, Santa Monica, there's a place called Stinky's Grill. Okay, okay. So if you're into, um, uh, rotting meat, I guess is what (laughs) we're, we're selling here. Uh, also, of course, at the top of the list, you skipped right over the Stinking Rose, which is actually a legitimate yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> Stinking Rose, that's a real place, and it's not Stinkies. Yeah, I want to go to Stinkies. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I say we, we figure out where that Stinkies is. Uh, oh, there's is. definitely one in Pittsburgh, so... <laughs> also, Central Lawrenceville? Where is that? All of our... All Sounds of- like Kansas. All of our Pittsburgh viewers go to Stinkies. Give I'm us gonna, a review. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh Gina, at the end of July. Is watching the show, it's an audio only. Um, so, guys, let's talk about maybe the most intriguing character of the entire episode: the little person who uses big words he doesn't understand. Oh, malapropisms! <laughs> um, oh, and Cobra Commander hates it. Oh, yeah. That's his. I mean, that is his like what is his autism kind of coming out. And he has to correct it like every single time he hears it because mm-hmm. it's so upsetting to his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, For those at home who maybe haven't seen the episode and for for you guys, shame on you. But can we get an example, Chan, of some of the things that this gentleman who I don't do we ever learn his name? I don't think we do. 
I don't. Oh, know. I don't think we learn his name at all. I don't think it's I ever said out loud. Go- I thought a go- we definitely learned the goons' names. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think his name is Stinky. That's what I'm just going to go with. I'm just going to call him Stinky until Fra- lack of Frankie others. and Guido are Frankie his, and Guido, which basically just means there was someone in there that was like, "Give me Italian things." I don't know, Frankie Guido. Okay, yeah, done. Done. Next, taco trucks here. <laughs> I hate everything about this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> I love every. I love everything about this guy. But I, also, I I'm feel like he he clearly has brain damage. How did he get to be the leader of a criminal organization or whatever he is? Oh, he was born into money, obviously. Like he's like a mafia lord or something. Uh, also, I'm, I love the fact that Cobra Commander is wearing sunglasses over his mask as a disguise. Got the aviators working. Yeah. That's how you don't know it's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one, everyone seeing him would be like, yeah, this is normal. Well, that's what's kind of cool is uh, the outfit that he's wearing here, if I remember correctly, is the exact same uh, trench coat hat outfit he wears as Mr. Snake in the Transformers episode that he appears in. Uh, uh, where Yeah, where he uses Cobra technology to try to defeat the Autobots. Uh, and he he's dressed like that guy, I believe, the entire time, which is a little Rorschachy, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, you're right. You're you right. Uh, so take that, Alan Moore, ripping <laughs> off G.I. Joe, because I think Watchmen came a year later. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, Don't check. Don't yeah. do the math. It's not worth. Not worth. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so we have uh, uh, $1 million. Stinky is given Cobra Commander $1 million. Uh-huh. Uh, which is at 400% interest every week. That's, uh, and I like the fact he thinks he's getting it back. <laughs> I mean, it's ba- it's basically yeah. a payday advance. Check yeah. advance. It's like the so he has to be give him four million dollars every week until the one million dollars is paid off. Mm-hmm. Payday advance, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do we have any more thoughts on? Uh, I, I figured, like, uh, uh, where did this guy come from, Stinky? I don't know, but because nobody seems to want to correct him except for Cobra Commander. So obviously, he's very high status in this organization. I. I seriously think he like something recently happened to him and he got brain damage. I think he pulled a Duke and like was a normal a guy of normal intelligence, maybe slightly above average. Yeah, because I feel like there is no way you would get to be the head of anything with this. Maybe I just hang out with a lot of grammar Nazis. But I would just be like, oh, we gotta kill, we gotta kill this guy, right? This is one hundred percent Napoleon complex. Sure, this is the dude who uh, you know, you know the. the the jail rule of thumbs like you go up to the biggest guy uh, on the first day and like beat the crap out of him. Um, this yeah. guy walks into any room and zeroes in on the biggest guy, beats the crap out of him. <clears throat> this guy and, does. Stinky does. And now he's to the point where he uh, lays out these malapropisms just as uh, to troll people. Oh, you think he does it on purpose? Oh yeah, like and he knows like, he yeah. doesn't understand the words or is using the wrong words incorrectly. He's on purpose. definitely on purpose using them. And if somebody wow. says, like, "Hey, that's not right," then he just leaps up and gouges their eyeballs out. Yeah, but as we're about to see, he he leaps up. His his instinct is he wants to see Cobra Commander's face. That's like the big end of commercial break or beginning of commercial break yeah, reveal. Like, as if we think it's... I mean, maybe there were some kids that were like, finally! I have to believe that's what it was because none of us feel bad for Cobra Commander yeah, Cobra being Commander in this position. Cobra Commander is the yeah. protagonist in this situation. Yeah, 100% is like, oh no, something bad's going to happen to Cobra Commander. <laughs> I watched Inspector Gadget for way too long in hopes that I would eventually see Dr. Claw's face. Never going to mm-hmm. happen. It's in the Bible. Did we ever... Ah, uh, that's a good question. In the Inspector Gadget Bible. Now, we do see uh, Cobra Commander's face eventually, but we don't know how 
changed it is come gi joe the movie mm-hmm. um but that is well we will get there when we get there that is a, that is a year away there is a when you type in dr claw face there is there is a picture there is a picture i'm assuming at some point but maybe in other media that doesn't look like an official inspector gadget like, picture yeah to, to me <laughs> Well, anyway, so he reaches out to touch Cobra Commander's face, and we find out Cobra Commander, do not reach at his face. We've seen poison gas come out of there before, or knockout gas, at least, come out of his mask. At this point, an electric shock? Yeah. What's the science behind this? Also, apparently, they never showed Dr. Claw in the in the cartoon. Uh, they did yes. come out with a toy line, and that toy line had his face. That's not... Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's... No. I'm not having it. That's like me believing that Cobra Commander's head was that black stick when I ripped the head off of the Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the real thing. That's just what they did for their own purposes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Cobra Commander runs. Could you believe it, you guys? Cobra Commander runs off with a million dollars in the briefcase and just he has no intention of paying that back. Yeah. He's going to be taken to a court of law and sued for this by Stinky. Yeah, no, uh, having had a direct experience with this sort of thing, uh, <laughs> say the best you can do is just write mean things on Facebook. Yeah. Because you're not getting that money back. Until no one hires Cobra Commander anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but Cobra Commander is the one who hires others. He's the job creator. He's <laughs> the Mitt Romney in this situation, oh, if you if man. you allow me to say. Too big to fail, Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. You can't ho- you can't hold him, you know, accountable. Uh, we're headed towards Zartan's lair, and I just want to... Uh, yes! Uh, this is my this is my favorite line of the entire uh, episode. <laughs> wow, I didn't know, I don't remember Dar. that at all. That's amazing. Well, we Poor go in Destro. there and Destro and Baroness are making fun of Zartan's shanty mm. for it's a swamp cabin for God's sakes. What were you expecting? And Zartan's uh, like, actually, I got this remote boop, control right boop, here. Boop, boop. Oh, it's it's actually a high tech base. Hold on, f both your. Noses. Hold on, yes. For those of you who are not in the room. Ray took it upon himself to pick up his phone <laughs> as if it were a remote control. I did do that. And mime pressing a button on it, just like Zartan <laughs> in the cartoon, so that we, the people who have also seen this episode and are doing the podcast with him, would not be confused as to what scene he is talking about. Well, did it pay off? I definitely would have been confused. Thank you. If not for the visual. God damn it, Gina. Why do you let him do this to us? I just appreciate that he has the entire base set up as a garage door opener. It's just a one-click boop, boop, boop. And there it is. And here we are. Now, we I can point out for the people at home. I just have it written down here. It just hit me at this point watching. This is a really weird episode. It is going That's in when a... It hit you. That's oh, when it say. hit you. This is when it hit me. Because it's going off in so many different tangents. Well, hold on a sec. I will say that the reason... Why it's something that people um, remember even years later. It's the same. It's this thing that all of these episodes have in common. The ones that people remember are the ones that sort of are out of place. Like yes. normally, it's just like, "Oh, Cobra's so- stolen a thing. We've got to shoot, uh-huh. and then we'll get it back." Uh, and then every once in a while, they'll delve into like pop culture or something like this, where they're like doing something that is um, where they're fish out of water, so out there. And yeah, obviously, you're going to remember that because you know. This is like an early example for a a nine-year-old kid of, like, parody. Sure. It was like, oh, my God, this is like the things in real life. Like, it's not – a nine-year-old kid doesn't normally have the experience of, you know, people shooting, you know, infantrymen firing at each other. I mean, if they're lucky nine-year-olds. 
if they're lucky. <laughs> uh, if, if they're if they're anywhere but Mogadishu, there you go. Uh, but ev- all of all of the kids at this point had you know seen uh, hair metal videos on uh, uh, MTV, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is ripped from the pa- this is ripped from the headlines right here." Well, it's just kind of interesting to me because this is episode called Cold Slither, uh-huh. and it's about Cobra starting a rock band. Yeah. And it's halfway through the episode, and we're just now getting to it. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with Cobra being broke. Now, all of a sudden, that major plot of the first half of the episode is now the side plot happening yeah. underneath it. The B yeah. story. It's really just a weird bit of storytelling. So we've seen this director before, right? Okay, so yes. okay, so b- real quick. <laughs> the plot here is Cobra It creates a, a... Destro has created like a drum machine. That can create the catchiest song ever. Uh-huh. And so Cobra has hired Zartan and the Dreadnoughts for a million dollars, which is what he needed the money for, to be this band. But uh, but no. also, no, there's a subliminal message. But there's a subliminal message that the song is going to be very popular. And the subliminal message, just like the Flint's Vacation episode, they're going to use the subliminal message to take over the my, hearts and minds of everyone who hears the song. Yeah. And it's the number one song, so everybody's going to have heard it. Now we get to the point where they're at, they're making the music video for this. And the director from Lights, Camera, Cobra. Oh, right. That's where we saw him. Uh, the guy who directed the G.I. Joe movie mm-hmm. uh, is now, apparently the movie didn't do very well because he's now directing <laughs> now music he's, videos. He's got, he's got bumped down to music videos. <laughs> what a strange choice for Cobra when they go hiring. We're going to hire the guy who made the G.I. Joe movie to make the Cobra music video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird because he's talking about we need our union break. And Cobra Commander has one my, my favorite line of the entire uh, uh, episode, Mr. Chan, if you if you might be so kind. The only union they should be concerned with is the one between their heads and their shoulders. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is it's good. It's good. Man, the working man. It was the 80s, man. Working man had it tough. <laughs> Gets it from no quarter. Also, uh, also, it's such a fiscally minded es- episode. Like, seriously. Unions, <laughs> unemployment. Oh, God. Uh, Something yeah, to say here. Uh, George Landsberg is the name of the director. Okay. In case you were wondering. George Landsberg. I Lansberg. know you were wondering. Oh, it's, and Cobra Commander, because the, the Dreadnoughts, in the middle of recording this one-shot music video, start destroying all the equipment. Yeah. Buzzer one-shots uh, uh, <laughs> everything with his uh, chainsaw. Wh- which is wonderful. like a pocket chainsaw. Is that his normal chainsaw? It, oh, no. It's just a, It yeah. felt like the normal one. Yeah, oh, okay, a, okay. It's like a gun, but it's got a chainsaw on the end because okay. it's, it's awesome. Travel chainsaw. Got you it. Know, got just, it. To get through customs and whatnot. Yeah, his buzzer might use the full size chainsaw, but this character would choose a smaller uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. Also, um, uh, before we continue, yes, a million dollars may be what was paid. Uh, yes, but <laughs> how much you say we're getting paid for this? Five dollars an hour. Five old dollars, and all we've got to do is mouth the lyrics. <laughs> What's their normal pay rate? They do not get paid very well on the Here's, normal basis. They get I, paid in rat droppings, I think. I believe, um, and I believe the uh, the the uh, file cards will uh, back me up on this. They're in it for the lulls. They want to like burn yeah, stuff down, yeah. and because the um, like at least one of I think Buzzer is like highly educated. He's got like Buzzer uh, is highly educated. He's got yeah. degrees and stuff, and he was just like, no, I love doing this. So I'm pretty sure. That Zartan says, thank you very much for these million dollars. And then to his uh, guys, like, dude, we're going to get to do some cool ass shit. Well, uh, here's, yeah. here's pay. It's incidental. You, I mean, I'm, I'm giving you room and board. You're sleeping in the you, den. You might notice the Dreadnoughts were not there during the negotiation of the Cold Slither deal. Yeah. 
They're just told what to do and they show up and do it. I do appreciate the one shot of the director going crazy about the destruction on the set uh-huh. and Cobra Commander kicks him into a ball or something like that. <laughs> just flat out knocks him over. I, I do, absolutely loved it. Yeah, I do like this line and I feel like this is uh this is a bit of the the Hollywood writer coming out. It's all wrong. This is art, not exploitation. All right, let's do it again. That is, it's just, well, he, you know, he feels the same way. Uh, he had similar thoughts in Lights, Camera, Cobra, mm-hmm. where he really is just like authenticity. Yeah, that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Cobra Commander kicks him straight to the curb. I like yep, the Cobra Commander's like, you know what? I'm directing this episode now. I know we hired <laughs> yeah. you. Screw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you- then you just do some old school, yeah, destroying your equipment business. And uh, I found the cold slither. No, how did you guys feel about it? the song itself? The cold slither terrible. song. I found it catchy as all get out. Oh, I thought it was terrible. Can we get a little like the the, the main like cold slither? You'll be joining us soon. Uh, 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 snippet just for the people at home who who want to relive it because I do. <laughs> That's so good. What are you guys talking about? Uh, when your uh, um, your main melody apes the vocal line, that's not good songwriting. <laughs> Listen, uh, Deathstroke only came up with the beat. He did not come up with the lyrics no, or the vocal style. No, computer came up with the song. Well, is it weird he, that- uh, he had to have come up with the lyrics. So did now here's my question, the big thing I was wondering, because they talk about we they're lip syncing. But it sounds like Zartan and the Dreadnought singing. Did they? Did they sing? Did they sing it themselves, or did they hire looping a voiceover artist uh, in the style of Zartan to perform it for them? That's what I was wondering because I was like, "Oh, first of all, these harmonies aren't that great." I think the harmonies were wonderful. So and how dare you. why would you if you if they're lip syncing? Then why not just hire the best singers to do it, and then they can donate them. Donate them. <laughs> yeah. All they need is the uh, that sick beat, brah. I mean, to, to Destro be fair, basically uh, invented a machine that replaces the Neptunes. Yeah. I mean, he invented Skrillex, everybody. Yep. <laughs> there it is. He did it. Um, they do, Zartan looks exactly like Zartan, but with a wig on, right? Yes. Yep. Instead of the hood that he normally wears. Yeah. Also, I wonder how much Cobra Commander wished he still had kept in contact with satin at this point oh good call well satin was not going to work with him after what happened to her father no but he didn't he here's, yeah here's the thing though uh destro made a machine that comes up with the that can create the perfect rock song right uh she's more of a lounge singer a torch singer that's it's, true it's, that's true it, it probably can't handle the genre switching uh hair metal is really one of the easiest genres to uh so they have the number one song in America for, what, three straight weeks or three straight days or something like that? And the kids are just all into it. There's the one kid in the high school with a boombox and pure 80s yep. fashion yeah. dancing around, mm-hmm. uh, uh, listening to it. So this song is hot. G.I. Joe is into it. G.I. Joe's watching the music video. They fought Zartan a million times. Mm-hmm. They can't place Zartan and the Dreadnoughts from a snake-themed band? To be fair. Most any hair metal band from the 80s could be mistaken for Zartan and the Dreadnoughts. <laughs> I take it all back. That's true. If you were to put Kiss or Twisted Sister or a Guar, any of these bands, I guess Guar was more 90s. But Only one of those three bands was a hair metal band. Uh, Kiss and Twisted Sister were both hair metal. Kiss uh, Guar was, was definitely a 70s not. band that uh, hair metal came after. Yeah, but they uh, quickly adopted it. Uh 
No, in fact, they uh, got rid of their makeup for an album. Huge mistake. Kind of went like acoustic, kind of low key. Uh, they were theatrical rock uh, in the vein of an Alice Cooper. Okay. Uh, Speaking of which, Alice Cooper. Metal. Yeah. I don't know how much spandex they wore. Well, no, they wore a lot of spandex. Fair enough. Um, either way, it's it's a little weird to me that yeah, nobody can figure out that this is a man. I guess with the Crimson Twins scene that happened earlier, it shouldn't surprise me that they cannot recognize them out of context. Yeah. But uh, so okay, so GI Joe's bored now because Cobra's gone away. Cobra's mm-hmm. gone. Cobra yeah. is not doing terrorist stuff anymore. Got nothing to do. Yeah, they're bored. Despite Except- the fact that GI Joe or uh, Cobra broadcasted the world that they were still doing terrorist stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're golfing. Old shipwrecks uh, sitting around there, just uh, reading his copy of Monster. Uh, I don't Monster? know. Monster, that famous uh, movie about the mutant poop uh, monster. I maybe, yeah. It's it's fan fiction. Real weird typology on that face, uh, a face of that book slash magazine. I did not care for it at all. You don't think it's weird they're playing golf in a minefield? Uh, I one hundred percent would expect GI Joe to be doing that. Why do they have a minefield planted around GI Joe headquarters? That seems wildly dangerous. And the U.S. is in a non-minefield pact right now. Uh, they uh are not. They're no? one of the few non-signatory nations. Oh, that explains uh, it because then. of the uh, DMZ between North Korea and South Korea. But the whole big reason why the U.S. then would not be is because there aren't mines in the United States. Because the countries who signed on to that thing are the ones with the minefield problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little <laughs> weird. It's I have a, a very weird. serious question coming up here. Okay, please. So uh, the guys, the guys. Spoiler alert: the guys get brainwashed. Yes, uh, a rock and roll shipwreck and uh, breaker. Breaker, breaker's the third one. Yep. Is Polly also brainwashed? Ooh, does their brainwashing work on parrot brains? No, the answer is no. Polly just genuinely enjoys the music. <laughs> into it. I'm into that answer. Because Polly doesn't say anything. Polly doesn't care, and Polly doesn't try and be like, "Yo, why are we walking to this concert, guys?" <laughs> but also, it has horrible implications if they had, if they because they could have been like, all right, everybody, like fuck the person next to you, or like punch the person next to you. What would Polly have done? Here's how we know. I think Polly's already punched somebody before that request even comes out. So uh, Polly true. starts That's the mosh true. pit. No, no, no. Here's how we know <laughs> that Polly is not brainwashed because once everything, uh, everybody clears up, they're like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, Polly says. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Starts a chant. Starts a strange chant. Yeah. Which leads to a strange ending, which, Which, yeah, we'll we'll get get there. Yeah, wow. Um, so did you guys notice that when they uh, uh, the G.I. Joes get everybody gets hypnotized to go to the rock show? Because uh-huh. apparently for being this master plan, having the number one album, one number one song in all the country, it's very regional to one area where the G.I. Joe base is where they're playing a show at the stadium. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the sports arena? Excuse me. The sports arena. The sports arena. I wish every stadium was just called the sports arena. The we sports can get those arena. advertisements yep. out. That would yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when the G.I. Joe pulls their weapons cause to escape? Yeah, and shipwreck has a flintlock pit laser pistol. Yes, was yep. that the hottest goddamn thing I've ever seen but in like my in life? But like in the next scene, because first of all, I was like, why does he have an old timey pirate gun? But it shoots lasers because he's shipwreck. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, but in the next scene, it looked different again. Because he's yeah. a fucking hipster. Also, Duke Whatever is the GI Joe version of a hipster. Is. Uh, if I was him, I would totally have that gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> In a heartbeat. Also, Duke is such a dick. He's a dick in every episode. Like, what does Duke do this time? Because he's, he's like, oh yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna court martial them and stuff like that. And he like okay. doesn't care. That was rude. 
If they're because he clearly knows something is up. Well, he doesn't at that time. He just thinks they left the base to go to a rock concert, which is very much against their uh, AWOL at this point. I feel like he says something to indicate like, oh, they wouldn't have done this if they were in their right minds. But also, I don't care. Let's throw let's like throw them in jail. Wait, what well, other- here's the thing. Uh, he, yeah. he goes he says uh 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 or somebody's I think it's Lady J says Cold Slither, and he's like, "What? That sounds like Cobra stuff to me." He's like, "No, dude, it's a fucking rock band. Like, open, like, read a fucking yeah. newspaper, uh-huh. or you know, open your eyes. Your kid probably is listening to them right now. Don't be that. Don't be that asshole. Don't you mean our kid, Duke? Oh, crap. okay. This became a real weird role play, and I don't like <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> Ripcord. Uh, <laughs> um." But yeah, well, yeah, Scarlet's his whole, his, his whole thing is just like, I don't want to let discipline slip. And so, you know, he figures that they're just A court martial is like to... a really, yeah. like, that is a last step of like, you are fucked. He's such a turd. <laughs> He's such yeah. a turd. And then, when the, and then when the, he doesn't even go himself to get the guys. He sends like. No, send the MPs. I don't Grunts. know, though, because Duke, Duke says, I want them to be court martialed. But if you ask a lot of people in service how they feel about this Bo Bergdahl situation, they want worse than a court martial for him. And he he left the base and got captured, much like these three. They got captured by Cobra. That's well, true. Yeah, here's I, I mean, it, um, that's the difference between uh, going and joining Cobra and uh, just going and like l- l- listening. Yeah, it's like if Bo Bergdahl <laughs> had just left and went to a bar. Yeah, it's a little bit yeah. different. Also, luckily, they don't get court-martialed because the guys that go to get them all come in their pants. Yes. Yep. They just send the regular MPs out after him, not other Joe members. And they all go, save it for the court march. Oh. oh, I like this music. And then they just instantly jizz in their pants. Uh, I be- yeah, I believe their exact words were, Hey, why don't we stay and listen to the music? It's totally awesome. Yeah. Let's get mellow. I don't. Let's get mellow. They're, no, they're but, hanging with. But also, loose. the one guy right before them at the okay. start of that goes, "Save it for the court martial." <laughs> I don't know if you have a, a, a poll for that. Now I want the. Oh. Save it for the court martial. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not. I did not that notice that, but that is 100 oh, yeah. a dude Coming having an orgasm. Yes. yes, I appreciate because Footloose is at the show, and Footloose is, uh, you know, he likes the ganj. Mm-hmm. He shows up to this concert so high. He is <laughs> yeah. so high. I forget the exact sound poll. Maybe, Chan, we've been asking a lot of you today, but maybe you can <laughs> grab me the Footloose sound poll because he says something that I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like he smoked Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is ripped out of his mind. On acid, he, he is, is. He is out there. He is not under the control of the subliminal music. No, he doesn't. He is just high. <laughs> he's got earplugs in. He can't even yeah. hear the music. Yeah, 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 he's just. He's so off his gourd. He was already <laughs> there when shipwreck showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. God, Footloose! You are. I guess with Cobra. Here's the deal. Footloose <laughs> is the kind of guy without Cobra to fight anymore. Take off the, the training wheels. We're going. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what Wild Bill's doing right now? Holy shit! He's <laughs> yeah. got to be free pacing with John Belushi right now, right? Like, yeah. he is out of control. I'm just saying. 
so we do the test here. Uh, uh, the Cobra now, the people in the crowd <laughs> have now been there on their knees. They're worshiping Cobra. You're right. They could say punch the guy next to you. Yeah. What's Polly doing during all this? That's what I want to know. Polly's rocking out is yeah. what Polly's yeah. doing. It's like, this, is, this music is still dope. And we get a cool Cobra Commander poll from the TV commercials. If you caught the pop culture thing, do you know where your children are? Yep. Mm-hmm. Popular uh, mm-hmm. uh, PR, what do you call public... Uh, uh, Ad council thing uh, yep. from the eighties. Ten PSA. p.m. Yeah. Do you, do know, you know where your children, children are? are? I do. <laughs> yeah, that was creepy. Also, like very molestery. Oh, very much so. Yes. They're in my basement. Um, at this point, Zartan and the Dreadnoks realize we don't even really need need, need to be up here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just leave. Exactly. Halfway through the show, and I can see why their work ethic maybe needs some work. <laughs> Here, yeah, but I mean, they're one song into the concert, yeah. and they're like, "No, they've been playing the same song over and over." It's again. just a very long song. It's yeah. like, "Hey, Jude," oh. but also, gotcha. it's, also like a, it's like a fish concert. It's like a the, fish concert. I feel like part of them wants to reap their rewards, which which they go and they immediately see are lady groupies, lady groupies, which oh, yeah. look nothing like Lady J whatsoever. <laughs> By the way, the one chick who has short hair, which is a very odd hairstyle for a woman at the time. It doesn't I don't know. Wear, wearing bother wig. wearing a wig. The other two do. That seems yeah. like a very Mia Farrow and Yeah, uh, that's true. And also just like uh um uh just like the exercise fad. But but mm-hmm. my point is a very very distinctive hairstyle. Can I say right now, Groupy Lady J was hot as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, we get a Bechdel test pass here. I was hoping we would get one out of this episode. Yeah, because I mean technically they're talking about those guys. Because they say something about, like, uh, what will we do? And then they're like, oh, we'll, we'll make them into perfume or something? What's the actual line? Uh, CoverGirl has a perfume that knocks them unconscious. Oh, that's it. That's it. I thought she said protein. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make She's any gonna sense. She's going to give them blowjobs oh. while they're unconscious and oh, suck yeah. that sweet, sweet protein out. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. Gina. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> bad job. <laughs> did we really uncomfortable right now? <laughs> did we skim over the part where they uh, demanded a hundred billion dollars? They need a hundred billion dollars to get the people of that stadium back. Hundred billion dollars. That is such a Doctor Evil. If like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even sound realistic. If, the, if they had done this in every state in the nation, uh, and and I I don't know how many children they would have had to collect, but we're talking. Upwards of, you know, uh, 100,000 I'm saying 100,000 at the most, probably more like yeah. 80, 90,000 because you got the floor seats set up. Uh, that stadium didn't seem quite so big. I'm, I'm trying to use like the Silver Dome, right. uh, which was which was capacity 70,000, but you add in the floor seats, uh-huh. 80, 90 uh-huh. probably. But yeah, $100 billion. I mean, to be fair, if you're going to go for it, go for it. I guess. Why not? Ne- that, you know what? Negotiations start with too too much and then they work their way down to the 200 yeah. million we need to pay off our creditors. Uh but here we have like one of the ladies I think it is says something about like oh the those guys we're going to put those guys on duty by themselves KP, blah 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 kitchen patrol. Yeah, it's like again they were brainwashed. Listen. Cut them some slack. Be f- they're they're joking. They're having a laugh at the expense of these these ninnies. The, the, the situation is yeah. well in hand. Cobra is not really a threat, really. Yeah, Cobra Commander's a clown. I and, mean, they ooh. go to the, they they find out where they're at in the booth, and then they go there to shut down the concert. Yeah, and Destro Baroness and Cobra Commander are just like, 
How many times do we see them be like, we got this, hop in a trouble bubble, go up through yeah. the roof or a sliding door walks, and then they laugh, they run away. Here, their plan is like, we got this, and then they jump out the window yeah. three <laughs> stories onto a vendor station. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and then this is where we find out that all of G.I. Joe can play instruments. Uh, I believe that these guys have a, they have a lot of downtime. Harmonize with each other. In the moment. Now, I, I will say right now, uh, we want music as the chant. What a bizarre chant. Polly, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And the whole crowd, we want music. Like, they're like, oh, we were just brainwashed. Let's, let's, we paid for a concert. Oh, and a fun moment does happen where the ladies reprogram it, so they're, like, making fun of Cobra Commander. Yeah, that's uh, true. That was good, because he got to hurt his ego on the way out the door as he's covered in, you know, merch. Like they had a yeah. merch. Uh, their, yeah. their plan is to brainwash and like, but they still have a merch stand set. Holy was, crap! God willing. You know what? Uh, I was about to call him out because I'm like, the dude's name is Rock and Roll. How dare you make him play bass in the band? He should be playing guitar or something like that. Went and looked it up. He's actually a bassist. It says there it is. this oh, thing shit. that uh, he's a surfer, a weightlifter, and a bassist. So somebody actually paid attention and actually made sure. The blonde dude with the beard makes sure that he is playing a bass rather yeah. than a guitar or drums or keyboards or whatever the hell. I found it harder to believe that Shipwreck was a drummer. Yeah. I just I, do I not just see Shipwreck like, as a drummer. How are they at all. all harmonizing? Oh, also, to go back just a second, Cobra Commander lands in a bunch of popcorn, and I gotta say, I was pretty bummed he did not eat any of that popcorn. He doesn't have the time. He's trying to escape. I would have grabbed a fistful. I would have grabbed a fistful on the way. I would have just like well, we know been that. like yoink and then run and then once I was safe I would have or while I was running I would have stuffed it under the mask. Well, can we just get a, another one more sound pull because GI Joe takes to the stage for this rabid audience Ugh. that has get, just realized they have not been they've been brainwashed yeah. and they sing the GI Joe theme yeah, song. Yeah, it's some real meta crap here. It's, it's really and it's a terrible terrible super version. Super meta. Also, I was was I the only one that was offended that the girls were the backup singers like I they don't little, get to play instruments? They are the ones that actually saved the day. Duke didn't even show up he comes later just to play the guitar yeah what an asshole like let one of the girls mm -hmm. be the drummer don't have them be in the backup singers yeah, well see here's the thing if they do that then they're going to get sued by the people that uh, make jam <laughs> oh wait they are the people who make jam <laughs> but thunder thunder was in this episode before he as a previous episode when his family got abducted we find out he is a legitimate drummer he's oh. there why isn't thunder playing the freaking drums I think Shipwreck just like, I got this. Yeah, I, I, I can see terrible. Shipwreck just doing it. It doesn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Being a drummer requires discipline more than anything else. Mm -hmm. The one thing we understand Shipwreck does not have mm -hmm. is any discipline at all. Yeah, but Duke, self, no self-control. But he's nothing but discipline. Maybe he should have been the drummer. Maybe. I feel I, like he would have been too rigid. I guess you have mm -hmm. a real thunder. You already have a real drummer there. Mm -hmm. But not only that, I like the fact that Shipwreck is such a loose cannon that when he leaves the base, Duke's first thought is like, we're finally going to court-martial him. Because that's a normal thing Shipwreck would do. Again, lights, camera, Cobra. Yeah. He gets that money to go get the, 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 the machinery that he needs to make the movie. I forget exactly what it was, but it's something that's not real. Uh, yeah. And then he just blows out and blows the money in a biker bar. Uh -huh. So this is, he's, a known, he's a known commodity. <laughs> but anyway, can we, can we get a sound poll, please, for the... the the sad, sad theme song. That harmony is not better than Cold Sweat. The girls are good. Well, they're good. Who's playing the synth? <laughs> Yeah. 
Jesus is rocking. He's the only good part. I take it all back, though. That song is very catchy. He'll never give up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe it's will still never not done. They had to do some stretching in this episode. We got the yeah. football scene. We got this. Did anybody notice that there are only 13 stars on that flag? Yes. What the It was fuck? the colonial flag. What the Oh, shit. I did not notice Oh, yeah. That. At the end, they oh, showed dear. the colonial flag. It was the, weird. I don't. Uh, yeah, that makes no sense. Maybe it was the state flag of. It was words? so weird. I feel like they they like are are a white power group that in their free time is like make America colonial again. Because so, that would have been if they showed a rebel flag, right? Yeah. Stars and bars. Yeah. yeah, but it's real close. It's real close. It's not good. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I definitely. I love saw this it. though that they do the extended cut of the theme song that they sing, and then immediately the credits roll where they play <laughs> yeah. it again for another thirty yeah. seconds. <laughs> at which point you'll hear it again at the end of this episode because yep. I love it and I, you know what it was more catchy than I remember hearing it the first time it was still embarrassing not as good as the cold slither song that cold slither song but at the end of the day even despite their evil plot that song is still good it should still be the number one song in America uh, subterfuge aside Cobra should be making a ton of money off this goddamn song right Again, I mean, Cobra, maybe that's how he gets yeah. back on his feet. Cobra yeah. Commander has the plan already done. Hey, we've got this thing that makes really hit music. Why don't we just go into the music business, make really hit music, and make all the money? Mm-hmm. Instead, it becomes about kidnapping a stadium full of people, brainwashing them, and it's just like it's like Cobra Commander. You had the win. You went too far again. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that uh, they did continue using the machine. I mean, why not? Just as a, a way to generate additional funds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Bet you, though, that once uh, the metal scene sort of crashed, they did not have a program for grunge. Oh, uh, they didn't have a Nirvana killed for, it for them. Like uh, uh-huh. that sort of 90s R&B, you know, your Destiny's Childs, your TLCs. But thankfully, uh, um, really computerized rap music came along and got them right back on the, on the horn again. Uh-huh. Could be. Could Took 20 be. years, but it happened. Uh, and doing a little bit of research for this episode, I found out that this this is not the first time the Cold Slither song will be heard. Oh. It, it occurs in... This a, is it, not the first time. You mean this is not the last, Cold, last or, time? I'm sorry, not the last time. It is the first time, my B. Uh, later, in, a, in a later episode of G.I. Joe, it either gets referenced again, and in not one but two episodes of Transformers, Cold oh. Slither, the band, makes an appearance. Ooh, I love oh. crossover stuff. And crossover stuff, yeah. Crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I say, good, good job, all of them. <laughs> And maybe that's why the episode is so iconic, because it kept coming back over and over again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on top of just the general weirdness of this episode, because, again, the A story becomes the B story halfway mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. The plan itself is sound, and then gets taken off the rails by Cobra Commander, mm-hmm. and then the A story for the first half, which becomes the B story, becomes not resolved in any way, and just we assume it's better by next week. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, now, Gina, you've seen the next episode already. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you Cobra's not broke at the beginning of the next episode. No. So, just weird storytelling all around in this one. <laughs> um, I don't know. What are, you guys thoughts on, what are you guys' thoughts on the cold slither? Do we have any final thoughts about the, the greatness that is this episode? Uh, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chan? He's already wiped it from his memory. What'd she say? I don't know. Wait till I remove these earplugs. Earplugs? So, you knew about our subliminal messages. No, we knew your taste in music. Sigbert. Yeah. Wow. Sigbert. 
that's also your feelings about this episode and, and us in general. <laughs> yep, yep. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, guys, that's the end of Cold Slither. I know you guys out there in, in podcast land are going to have some thoughts on Cold Slither. Lordy. So absolutely blow us up on Twitter and Facebook and let us know what you think of this. Not just uh, uh, our, ver- our recap, but the episode in general. I know it makes you happy. I'm, today, as we record this, I have changed the cover photo to a Cold Slither band <laughs> oh, photo yes. for the Facebook page. And I know that's going to blow up because people love this shit. Mm-hmm. They love it. Yep. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Give us those five-star reviews on iTunes. Three more five-star reviews to go, and we're going to get the um, the He-Man episode that I want to I want to I want to bring to you. We've done it a while ago at this point. <laughs> I would like to present it to the people. Thank you. The He-Man episode of He-Man. The He-Man. Don't worry episode. about that. Yep. Yep. I, Doesn't so make I, any sense. You can hit us up uh, on social media. You can hit us up uh, at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, otherwise, uh, individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. So yeah, give us those likes on Facebook. Give us those five-star reviews on iTunes. And reach out to us and let you know what you thought of Cold Slither. Because we want to know. I I really want it. I want to talk about this episode some more with other people oh, who appreciate the music in this episode more <laughs> than these two do. Good luck finding those people. I, I believe. I believe in the people. Until then, I say... We're known as half the podcast and we'll be joining you soon. Gotta go kill myself. Why, Ray? Why? Because I'm an embarrassment. Every decision that has led up to this moment in my life has been a mistake. Good night. Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.